12 minutes it is uh, before 9 p.m. You tuned in to a Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our culture talk. And uh, on this Thursday, I catch up with Johannesburg-based writer, activist, educator, legal researcher, and vinyl collector. And uh, Nombuso Matibela's interests span music, nationalist histories of Africa, and the diaspora, and feminist histories, and African philosophy. Nombuso, good evening to you and welcome. I'm well, thanks. I'm well, thanks. Numbus, I mean, I'm sitting here, you know, saying, oh, you've got an LLM in law, right? From the University of Turin in Italy. You are an educator, you're a writer, you're a legal researcher. Uh, and then you're also a vinyl collector. And I'm interested, if at all, these two worlds meet, how they meet. Uh, and I guess, you know, we don't live single interest or single issue lives. But uh, no doubt one would think that... Uh, 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 often people try and weave these together. Talk to us about how, how these come together for you and uh, how they make better help you make sense of the world. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, like, vinyl is a form of text. It's, like, no different to both, um, in a way. Um, and it's been, like, very true. In, like, my academic um, it's been very true, like, in my own, like, Ah, numbuso. Numbers. We're battling with your lines. So, um, do you mind just moving around for us just slightly um, so that we can... Can you hear me now? Get a, uh, oh, perfect. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll just start from the top. Now, I was just saying that for me, like, vinyl is a form of text. Um, it's no different from a book, you know. Um, some people collect books. Um, I'm one of those people, too. Um, uh, but vinyl, like, plays a very important part in, like, my in my thinking and shaping a lot of my research. Um, for instance, there was a time, I think in like 2016 or 17, between that mm. period, um, I got quite interested in like nationalist histories, um, specifically the involvement of women or rather the disappearance of women in, in, within those histories. Um, mm. And uh, looking at like Tanzania, for instance, looking at what happened like in Ghana, and a lot of that, and even like what happened in in um, Zimbabwe, so looking at those histories led me back to like music um, and the involvement of women in like sort of like orchestrating, you know, the, the sort of like the, politi- the political aesthetics of like um, that time. And mm, mm. I, to be honest, the only way you can find music on that for me at least was like on vinyl. Um, yeah, and yeah, I started yeah. like looking at archives, and so that's where I guess um, that relationship between like my work as a writer or my background in law like sort of relates to music. Um, a lot of my yeah. the questions that I deal with end up going back to like music mm. and records and liner notes mm. really because it's, it's a form of text. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, uh, uh, that that you draw those connections out because you know last week, uh, um, in anticipation of this conversation, which we should have had last week, we, we, yeah. we asked some of our, our listeners, you know, sort of, do they collect vinyl? How it got to them? Some of the uh, you know uh, uh, records that they have at their disposal. Fascinating set that was shared with us. I mean, anything from Ipin Dombi right through to Coltrane, uh, his yeah. work in the '60s, right through to. Uh, you know, uh, 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 the likes of Aretha Franklin and many others. And, and there was always a story. Somebody said they got it from their father. Somebody said, you know, uh, 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 they were left a crate by their grandfather. 
you know, uh, as somebody said, they inherited it. Somebody said they found it yeah. uh, in a garage at their home, you know. So there's always those stories. But I'm interested at what point some of those stories where the music comes together with social justice, uh, um, how that is also seen as sort of part of the revolutionary process for you in nationalist histories here at home on the continent and even in the diaspora. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess I can start answering that question about, like, how I started collecting vinyl. For me, mm. vinyl came very late. Um, probably I've been collecting for the last six, seven years, which is not very long, really, um, compared to, like, a lot of people that I know and a lot of friends. Um, a lot of people who are, who people that I was, like, involved in a movement with um, were collecting a lot of records. Um and the movement that I was involved with at the time was Rose Must Fall. And part of the work that we were doing was like sort of like um, trying to use like music as uh, part of like the movement's sort of like political project. Um, so a lot of us were collecting records like um, as a way of understanding different histories. Um, so that's where I started collecting like vinyl. Most of the time I was just collecting digital music. Um, I wasn't really into it in terms of like like my personal collection. Um, so like through you know like for instance like looking at like Common um, Kuma's work like would go to some of his, like the vinyls that like um, sort of like collective speeches. Same thing with Malcolm X um, in, in the United States. Um, there's just so much that's been put on vinyl um, and it's such a great tool to sort of like politicize um, spaces, movements, organizations, or even just people yourself. Um, I think the question then becomes, how do we access these, these, um, these histories, um, especially now in a situation where like, you know, like vinyl is not like the dominant form of like um, mm. translating sound um, for a lot of people. People don't have like record players um, and like, it's a different thing to like find social justice spaces that are taking um, the arts seriously in a different way, other than like the more generic like forms of like like gigs, performances, like you know like. But to sort of go back, it, it, it's not something that's that's very easy to, to access here. And I also find that in South Africa we don't um, we don't encourage that culture at least in the mainstream. It ends up being like this sort of subculture alternative thing, even within social justice spaces, um, where you kind of have mm. to make these interventions that actually you should take um, this type of music seriously. And unfortunately, we're in a situation where a lot of this music is on vinyl, and these vinyls are very hard to find because they're not in South Africa, let alone the continent, you know? Mm. Um, so, so, linking, so, so, in linking, a way, I mean, no, yeah. so. Sorry, yeah, yeah, just just quickly. In a, in a way, what I'm trying to, what I'm understanding from what you're saying is that mm. for you, the vinyl is a conduit uh, in many ways towards conversation, action, and reflection. Am I, yeah. am I getting you? And yeah. quite communal. You know, it can be communal. It can be, not that it's quiet. Mm. It can be um, if people insist on it, you know. Um, it can be used. I mean, you don't always have, I mean, you can, also digitize a lot of music on vinyl that you can't find online um, and use yeah. that um, in, in your in your spaces, whether they are political or not, or whether they aim to be like, you know, 
um, it does not always have to be on a turntable as such. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Let's talk about uh, 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 one of your mixes here, uh, Bucky for Hire. I mean, just just the name, I guess, is quite interesting because uh, it reads like the kind of signs you would find on the back of a, you know, a Ford Courier, nineteen ninety five. Uh, uh, sort of drudging along on Chepi Street or, or something like that. Uh, yeah. What's the story behind that? Yeah, so um, I, it, it's a mix that uh, I made for Fly Machine Sessions, which is one of the most like amazing sort of like music platforms. Um, it's basically a library in a lot of ways for me. Um, so one of the guys who runs it, Lucy, approached me and asked me if I can uh, contribute a mix. And I mean, I don't usually do mixes, um, but I agreed uh, with Lucy and I made this mix probably like a month before lockdown, um, like level one, no, level five, I mean. Um, and after making this mix, I didn't have a name for it. Um, so I was just driving and I saw Bucky in front of me and a friend of mine, Paula, who actually did the artwork um, <laughs> for it, was like, dude, listen, um, what's the name? because I'm thinking of, like, um, some of the ideas that I could sort of put together for this mix, um, for the artwork. And I just said to him, I actually, I'm literally behind a Bucky, so just, I think Bucky for Hire makes sense. Because even, it, it also just ended up making sense because of the music, you know. Um, the whole sort of, like, idea when I made that mix was to try move away from South Africa but if I do go to South Africa, I go to like the exile period, um, the 60s in London, in South Africa, um, and come back and then go to like Cuba, like West Africa, and just move around basically um, and try to take people on a journey, understanding that a lot of people are feeling quite down and it's locked down. Mm. Um, a lot of people can't really travel um and some people have never really been able to travel. So, like, music becomes a way of, you know, escaping or even coming back to self, you know. So that's really the idea behind the mix. And it was meant to be a bit funny. Um, but when it was released, it wasn't so funny because, you know, the humor that people had sort of created around um, this new normal, you know, disappeared yeah, a bit. Yeah. And things were getting a bit serious. So, yeah. That's pretty much the story. So, so where do we find the mix? I mean, uh, I certainly think the lockdown hasn't ended, and, and maybe uh, 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 its uh, useful life uh, also extends beyond the lockdown. Where, where can people find the mix? And uh, I guess uh, their interpretations or their observations uh, as they listen to the music, uh, of course, spurs on more reflection, conversation, and action, uh, which is, I guess, uh, uh, the point that you were making earlier on. Where do we find it? So, you can find. Fly Machine Sessions. They have a page on Instagram and they have a SoundCloud page um, and other mixes that I've... Another mix that I did, which was a live recording, uh, you can find on Globalize Yourself Stereo, um, which is also on YouTube and the other amazing selectors who also played there. Um, you can check out and another platform that you can check out is uh, it's called the other, the other radio, the other records, they have a record store too. Um, and there is a recording there too. And all of these platforms you can find on Instagram. And then from there you can just um, see 
and figure out um, the links to okay. my mix and other people's mixes. All right. Yeah. No, Buso? We'll have to leave it there. So it's a uh, real pleasure catching up with you. And uh, thank you very much for thank taking you. time out to speak to us this evening. Cool. Have a good evening. Thank you. Awesome. Nombuso Matibela is a uh, activist, educator, legal researcher, uh, a writer and a vinyl collector and speaking to us uh, uh, about uh, some of her work and not just a vinyl collector, but as as she said, a selector as well. And uh, that's where we're going to have to leave it for this week. Uh, as always, a pleasure to be with you all. You have yourself a great weekend. Take strength. Nangoko. Sisaibanga le economy.